0: episode we continue on our offensive research and development series and we put the focus today on the tight end position skill utilization and skill development are two main functions of coaching our research and development series have put a focus on these components because the proper placement of personnel and a focus on the improvement of each player on your team provides a huge benefit in building a positive culture As I said, today we'll focus on the tight end position. The tight end position's gone in evolution, and we've seen that start as something where they were the more athletic tackle, maybe 15 or 20 years ago. They wore a number in the 80, just one more than 79 that made them an eligible player, provided an extra gap and a blocker in the run game, and eventually that disappeared to uh, be replaced by the 10 personnel era for high school and college offenses especially. And now the tight end's made a reappearance and coming back as one of the most dynamic hybrid positions on the field. We've especially seen that evolution from the spread two by two, three by one, four wide receiver spread sets to incorporating a tight end or even multiple tight ends. And from today's most popular 11 personnel off the ball alignment to the tight end back as the attached tight end, a wide slot or even a single side split end, the position is back and a driving force in many offenses. As defenses have evolved to keep up with the spread, safeties have become linebackers in the nickel types of packages, and now the bigger tight end type presents a matchup problem, not just in terms of one-on-one matchups, but also in terms of personnel packages on the field. With a versatile athlete, offenses can still align in four wide sets and take that same guy and put him down in the box or into the backfield without changing personnel. So for defensive coordinators who package a defense based on personnel, this can cause some fits. If we describe the ideal tight end, he's a versatile athlete with the right amount of speed, physicality, and intelligence. He must have physical durability and willingness to initiate contact in the run game, and he must have a high football IQ to be able to do all the things we want him to do in the run game and the pass game. The tight end position requires a big, skilled athlete that can utilize his athleticism to create mismatches and advantages in the pass game while displaying the ability to play with physicality in the run game. If this athlete can't be found in your locker room, go look on the basketball court. He's there. Or maybe he is a defensive end or linebacker on your team. The coaching coordinator podcast guest NFL tight end Chris Manhurts didn't put a helmet on until his first practice in the NFL. He was playing basketball in high school and college, and he was found on the court and turned into one of the most effective blocking tight ends in the league. And the point is that if you want a tight end and the advantages that come with him, you can find him. Well, many times this player is never massive enough to physically dominate the line of scrimmage or fast enough to run away from third-level defenders, having a strong understanding of the game from a technique perspective in both route running And run game fundamentals is key. A tight end that can capture the edge will immediately allow an offense to be effective on the perimeter. And most likely will help create the distortion of the defense that will open up running lanes. As we've described before, that type of skill matches the stretch play as a great possibility for running the football. Let's take a look at some of the advantages of the tight end. If you're willing to find a player and develop him in your offense, you'll find that there are many benefits to using him on the field. First, a tight end creates extra gaps and changes run fits. Three-by-one versus eight-man fronts causes problems for the safety and linebacker run fits. For a seven-man front team, the defense has an extra gap to defend and must do so by making the hash safety player a dual-role player. Obviously, that becomes an advantage for the offense. Number two, they create mismatches. Defenses have different philosophies on how they'll handle a tight end. You start to see them try to match a nickel package with spread sets and an even front with tight ends or 11 personnel. And teams who bounce between that 3-4 and even front tend to try to do that. And the tight end who can align next to a tackle and flex out as a receiver causes some problems for them. Furthermore, when you look at body types, You're usually going to get a taller and thicker player matched up on a safety. And the tight end can have a 15 to 20 pound advantage on him as well as being taller. As we transition to utilizing the tight end position and these players were receivers and quarterbacks for our offense, they had some decent speed. And that also presents a problem for some of those thicker, slower linebackers who might try to match up with them. So overall, it's an opportunity to really start to look at matchups within your offense. Number three, the defensive end now has more to react to. He's forced to play a different technique than when he is to an open side. He now has to have multiple block reactions. I think 10 personnel uh, and teams who operate out of 10 personnel gave defensive ends a break, right? You could have two of those speed rushers there because they didn't have to worry about somebody blocking down on them. They didn't have to worry about being comboed. Now you put that tight end in there, He has to do multiple things. His skill set has to become more refined. Number four, using two tight ends has an advantage over using two back sets. While two backs essentially gives an eight-man front an extra defender to the ball, two tight end sets forces that defender be responsible for a gap, thus negating the advantage of the eight-man front. Number five, using two tight ends together in a wing set allows an offense to have an advantage in securing the edge to the wing side while also allowing the wing to be a polar on counter coming back to the open side. So you take those extra gaps, you put them to one side, and you're able to bring one of those guys back on a counter play, thus creating a a gap that they have to fit on the other side on the move. Number six, because of range and size, tight ends can be open Even when they aren't open, a tight end who knows how to use his body in space and box out, much like a rebounder in basketball, can be a huge asset on short to intermediate passes for a quarterback who understands ball placement and has accuracy. Number seven, they create big opportunities for the tight end in the play-action passing game. Because of his alignment in the box, the tight end is able to get into the voids that linebackers or safeties leave when they are fitting into the run game aggressively. If a lot of his first reaction is to chip or to block or to get something that looks like he's going to be in the run game, now you're going to get that fit down into the box and open up a space for him to get open behind. Number eight, shifts and motions of multiple tight end sets further create problems by enabling the offense to quickly change strength and put extra gaps on the opposite side of the formation. This is an area definitely worth exploring because defenses either have one standard check or a few answers when this happens to them if it wasn't on film, if it wasn't something they saw before. This will be a topic of a future post as we get into utilizing motions and some other things in your offense. Let's take a look at how you can use a tight end in your offense, and this kind of goes back to what we talked about before with the offensive line schemes. We've talked about the linemen and identified the schemes and concepts that will work best for them. But utilizing a tight end doesn't change any of that. It simply enhances those schemes by creating more gaps for the defense and allowing you to find the best fit for your tight end within those schemes. Tight ends may be able to cover up for some of those deficiencies, as we mentioned before. For example, that less athletic tackle, who's a weak spot on something on being able to run counter that requires that second polar can turn those duties over to the tight end. That more athletic tight end can become the second polar who's going through to level two. The tackle that needs help and protection can now get a chip from the tight end to slow down the rusher and allow that tackle to better make his block. Just a couple examples are there of how a tight end can be utilized to help some of those deficiencies uh, or perceived deficiencies that you have within your personnel in your run game and pass game. A dynamic tight end that is a true triple threat who can block, who can go out for passes and block and then go out for delayed passes really becomes a problem for a defense. They have to have multiple defenders keeping an eye on him. Let's take a look at some of the run game skills and schemes that he may fit into. So think about him as that Y counter right? The tight end can be inserted into the blocking scheme, whether that's a gap scheme or a zone scheme. Both of those allow him to insert not just uh, on the line of scrimmage. He can insert up into the line of scrimmage to lead or pull through and and kick out. On the typical type of counter that you look at, the, the GT, he replaces that tackle, and his job is to wrap for the linebacker and kick him out and allowing that ball to be cut up inside of him. You Look at a very popular scheme. I just wrote an article about it the other day. The combo on duo, duo is, duo is really one of those trending plays uh, at all levels now. Great on the goal line. Uh, wherever you use it, the tight end combo block with a tackle allows that double team up to the linebacker. And it's a perfect example of how to neutralize the popular mint front. And there's a, a In the article that will follow for this, there's a video in that from Cody Kennedy, who is the tight ends coach at Arkansas now. Motioning, Moving gaps uh, cause some of that pre-cert recognition that the defense has to do. They have to recognize, they have to communicate, they have to adjust. You're creating multiple opportunities for them to be wrong. Motioning tight ends across and moving that extra gap to the other side allows him to work with the offensive line and force adjustments from the defense to remain gap sound in their run fits. The arc block I think should be a big part of using your tight end. You go back to some of the old uh, power schemes or even option schemes. You're going to arc block that guy up to the safety, and you had a bigger body on a smaller safety, and essentially you're getting that again. You're getting that big tight end arced up to the small safety or the corner, and it becomes a huge advantage for you in the running game, but also starts to create those opportunities for him to be uh, really big in play action when that safety really starts to fit what looks like a block from that tight end. He can be the anchor on pin and pull. His job is to block down and allow him to secure his gap and get those pullers around to the perimeter. Uh, You can have him spread out, split out, block on bubble. You have your your, uh, receivers who are dynamic and can do some things out in space. Now you have a big dynamic blocker in space to get that play going. His play action skills. Uh, as an example, catching a pass on a, a counter pass. The counter action draws the linebacker up into his run fits and allows that tight end to get in behind and exploit that void that's been created by the run fill of the linebacker. Uh, you look at Y cross or the drag on naked. He's in great position to get across the formation and into a void in the coverage. He's got that tighter alignment. He immediately becomes a threat getting across to the other side. The slot fade has become very popular. He's a good guy to be able to to play that either from a tight end position or flexed out. He can get into that seam caused by the safety movement towards plays like the jet sweep. Um, If he's doing a great job of using his body in space, that doesn't even have to be something where he's getting open over the top. You get him into that void, again get that ball placement, and allow him to use his body to get himself between the defender and the ball. Mentally, this player should command enough technical savvy and understanding to utilize his speed and size to win at the top of routes. The most critical downs for a tight end come on third down or in the red zone. And here's where his mass, size, and strength, as well as his savvy, make him an ideal target. So let's take a look at some of the passing game skills. Stick. I think stick is one of the premier routes for a tight end. Get that guy open in space, let him turn around. Again, he's got that bigger body. He can box out if needed. It's an easy throw to the tight end. If you're running a lot of bubble, if he's that guy who's flexing out into a three-by-one, being number two and blocking for uh, the receiver to get the the ball uh, to him and get the play going, now that overreaction of the defense creates a lane for him to run a quick slant in there. Again, a nice, easy throw. The ball's out quickly. Now, the tight end, a bigger body, running in space against smaller players. You can run him on a stop on the sideline, right? He doesn't necessarily need to be the guy who gets over the top all the time. Switch releases on four verticals, two-by-twos, whether he's attached or flexed or coming from off the ball. You can get him singled up on the sideline and, again, use that big body to make a possession-type catch for a nice game. Um, utilizing him in the screen game. Uh, the y slip or the y screen on the other side of the ball maybe away from a, a naked. Uh, again, another chance to get the guy the ball in space. The ball doesn't have to be thrown that far down the field and he becomes uh, a threat in the passing game and, and being able to do some things with him that look like maybe he's going to block, um, you know, a slip him into space and get the ball again, bigger, bigger body with the ball in space. And you see teams using guys like Kelsey. Uh, on things like power read, where instead of the quarterback running the the uh, the power, you shovel it underneath uh, to the tight end, and you know who's in an, an offset position uh, next to the tackle, and now he's running the power up in there. Again, a bigger body running the football in the middle of the field. Delays, I think, delays are great. you allow him to uh, to get into the protection a little bit, help the protection and then get him into a void left by the linebacker drops, right? The timing of the play. The linebackers don't see him as a pass threat immediately. They drop out. He gets the ball in space. And, again, you're going to get nice chunks of yardage there. I love the spot route for the tight end. Again, using that bigger frame, get him between the linebackers, have him sit down and let the quarterback make a nice short throw with great ball placement. You look at him on four verticals, you know, especially three by one. He's that guy getting across the field, uh, stretching into those voids. If he uses the right release, he's going to get over top of those linebackers and uh, maybe just underneath the safety where he can catch the football and, again, get into a one-on-one situation and make a smaller guy make a play. So we want to think about how can we create tight ends? How can we develop tight ends? And speaking with a, a friend of mine in the game, Andrew Coverdale, who's the offensive coordinator at Ohio State Champion St. Xavier High School, he sees that it's a necessity and benefits his offense by utilizing tight ends. Throughout his career, he's made using tight ends and H backs the core of his offense, and when I asked him about that, he said that even though most of our tight ends have been physically limited guys, none of whom are that prototypical tight end when you look at them, the character qualities we've gotten – With the kinds of kids we've moved there along with the manageable number of things we've asked them to do and the selectivity we've used to place them into advantageous situations has more than outweighed whatever limitations we've had. It's also given us a lot of tools and made us tough to defend. If we ever get the elite feature type of measurable at that spot, we'll expand and be more vertical in what we do. The things we build our offense around don't require them to be dominant blockers in the run game. For example, wide zone, the running back will make him right in blocking the defensive end, counter tray, generally arcing the tight end, etc. The skills he has to master are very manageable and can be mastered by the player with a fair amount of athleticism and size and a great want to that doesn't exactly fit the profile of other positions. He uses converted quarterbacks, running backs, and slot receivers, etc. At places where I've coached, we took a similar approach. Like Coverdale, we required our tight ends to be great blockers, but didn't necessarily rely on physical dominance as much as great technique and allowing them to distort or displace a defender. Secondly, the character of this position group is very high because of the they are, for the most part, guys who come to us from different positions with a strong desire to contribute and get on the field. They're willing to get out of their comfort zone and learn something new. First and foremost, our experience in creating tight ends comes from players' desire to get on the field. So we look for those tweeners, guys who were bigger than we typically get at receiver. uh, They're usually slightly slower than other receivers, but possess skill in running routes and catching the ball. Um, We've grown them into that position through the weight room and we've developed that position on the field. We've had those receivers who were six three and came to us as a hundred ninety pound freshmen at the college level, and maybe they were a flanker, uh, a Z for us, but grew them into that two hundred and twenty five pound tight end and for us, fortifying a dynamic receiver in the weight room works best because these guys can do something with the ball after they catch it, and they're far from that day, as I mentioned before, with that tight end who was just a leaner tackle and You know, you added one more to that 79 to make him eligible and use him in in the run game on the line of scrimmage. We also take the approach that our tight end skill sets are constantly evolving. We want to take the guy who can be part of a personnel grouping and fill a void with a a limited skill set and expand on his skill set as he progresses through our system. We want to create tight ends who are that triple threat by their junior or senior year. So it is something that you're going to develop. Again, You might not have that right away. You might have that guy that you could see some of those things and it's not just taking somebody who has all the skills it's still about that skill development as well. The main point is that most programs don't have these guys in their system so it's a matter of taking their skill sets and adding the blocking component to them. Coaching staffs at most levels are limited and sometimes having a dedicated tight ends coach is impossible. We've had as much success and having someone to coach this position as we have had without it, the key is to your planning for the pra- practice for the position. It must be coordinated and given careful consideration more than any other. This is a player that must spend significant amount of time in both the running and the passing game. And our practice plan includes columns just for the tight end position. The tight ends sometimes have to be shuttled around the practice field more than anybody else, maybe like those quarterbacks. But we're sure that he gets the work that's necessary to be successful in all phases of the game. So making planning his practice a priority and make sure he's in the right places at the right times is necessary. Even again, if you don't have that one dedicated coach who can work with him. You just got to make sure that your coaches who are working with him in the run game are accounting for that in their practice plan as well for those coaches who might be working for him or with him in the passing game. You don't have to wait till next season to add a tight end to your spread offense. You can evolve this guy, even with the season getting underway. You know, you've stopped your study. You're stopping looking for ideas. This isn't about adding new things to your offense. It's just how do you utilize maybe one more guy into this scheme? How do you evolve this guy? Maybe he's not the exact guy you want right now to do all those things, but again, over the course of the season, how can you develop him within the plays that you have as something that's maybe a wrinkle or adjustment rather than adding new plays or concepts. So I'll offer some examples of how I would add a tight end into an offense uh, while using what we already have by just breaking down a few simple steps. So number one, take one of your bigger receivers or the bigger running back or the athletic linebacker or, or athletic defensive end that don't quite fit into your four wide system. Create a personnel grouping that substitutes this player for that inside receiver. Preferably maybe one of the least dynamic of those two inside receivers. Take a look at your formation system. Do you have a word or adjustment to include an attached tight end? If not, what's a simple word you can use as a tag? Uh, In my opinion and experience is adding the tight slot alignment rather than adding the tight end up on the ball may be more forgiving in technique and adds the ability to use one adjustment to multiple things within your offense could be because he can create the extra gap and still have the ability to motion, block down, reach, combo on zones, arc to safeties, be at uh, the wrapper on your counter play, uh, replace the tackle maybe even on a wrap or a dart play. Again, if you found some deficiencies in some of those things you want to do when you're looking at your offensive line, can he replace some of those because he's more athletic? Start with your most basic schemes, and how do you add them into that scheme? If you're running zone, it's as simple as using him maybe on a split zone or just to be able to block on that side to account for that defender instead of, of reading him, and now you can create some play action. Can he insert into gaps on the front side and backside and create some variation for, for your play? Again, looking at something like the zone read. Instead of the quarterback reading the defensive end, he's responsible for them, or... You continue with that read and now get protection for that guy on the second level or handle that gap exchange, right? Now you create some more things that the defense has to account for. Uh, Again, can he help in in the pass game? Do you need somebody maybe to help your protection and chip on the edge and get him into the flat or get him across the formation? So there's just a lot of things you can do as you look for that. I have a lot of resources that will be in the accompanying blog for this and I'll include that on coachandcoordinator.com. Later this week, you're going to see plenty of video, plenty of examples of how you utilize the tight end, uh, as well as instructional video from some great tight ends coaches. Uh, We have a playlist of tight ends coaches that I will include in the show notes as well. Um, But we're going to continue this series throughout this offseason. We'll look at the quarterback position next. Uh, You would have thought by now being into uh, the third installment that we would have already talked about the quarterback, but we really feel that, Building around that offensive line, seeing what you can do with an additional player with that tight end who really does fit into the run game is important to start to develop those schemes. And now we can start placing those other guys within your offense. A lot of things going on this offseason. I've been running a lot of the virtual clinics. We do have Iowa coming up here on Saturday. An incredible lineup highlighted by Matt Campbell from Iowa State and Kirk Ferentz from Iowa along with some state champions from multiple states. And then we have Maryland following up uh, the following week with, again, another great lineup. Uh, Check both of those out in the show notes. I'll have the links to both. Uh, Very affordable clinics. You get a lot of talks uh, and and I think just a great chance to improve what you're doing as a coach. Check out everything on coachandcoordinator.com. A lot of supporting blogs for the podcast that we do. And uh, more content that we'll include on there as well And certainly follow our coaches on CoachTube You know, there's a lot of stuff out there right now Um, Certainly you can find a lot of things for free But I can say that the guys who put their stuff on CoachTube Really make it a point to include the details you need within their courses Uh, If you are a coach who has content, I encourage you to check it out CoachTube is a, a platform, not a production company which means you as the coach, you're going to keep the lion's share of the sales up to 80% goes to the coach uh, rather than that going to a production company. And I'll tell you this, you know, there is no free anymore in a digital world. If you're putting your content out there, somebody is using it for something. Data plays uh, are one thing where people try to you know, utilize you as, as a way to bring in people to their website and get their data. And that has a lot of value. So Um, I know everybody wants to give back to the game in a certain way, but I would encourage you to value your content, value your IP. If you're somebody who doesn't feel like you want to profit on that, I could tell you that there's all kinds of charities out there who would love to have the donations from your courses, and that's something that you can set up on CoachTube as well. So have that profit for you, your family, uh, or for other people out there, rather than just giving this away and letting somebody... um, Profit from that without you Being able to have any say in that Protect your content, protect your IP You've spent a lot of time developing it um, Probably more money than you realize <laughs> Again, nothing really is, is free Don't feel that yeah. Uh, you, ha- you just have to put everything out there for free I think you have the ability To, uh, to do something good with it uh, Certainly help coaches And again, I, I highly um, Believe in CoachTube uh, We've partnered with them and I think it's something to help coaches get a hold of me. Uh, email me at keith at coachandcoordinator.com for more information on that, and I can help get you set up. And check out all of the courses we've developed from Lawrence First and Goal. If you go to the, the Coach Tube website again, pretty much in every category, you'll see some of those uh, that are under the author LFG Foundation, Lawrence First and Goal again check that out at coach2.com